Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Geico asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, GEICO can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners' or renters' coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more, and GEICO is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to GEICO.com or contact your local agent today. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Geico asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, Geico can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners' or renters' coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more, and Geico is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to Geico.com or contact your local agent today. Podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Geico asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, Geico can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners' or renters' coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more, and GEICO is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to GEICO.com or contact your local agent today. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Geico asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, Geico can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners' or renters' coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more, and Geico is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to Geico.com or contact your local agent today. Podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Geico asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, Geico can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners' or renters' coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more, and Geico is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to Geico.com or contact your local agent today. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. It's the fighting. 
Life, man. Don't yeah. have kebabs when you're sober. Just eating a kebab, wrong. eating a kebab when you're sober, you know what you're doing. When you, when you're drunk, you're like, this is the best thing ever. Like, I haven't eaten a kebab for fuck uh, twenty two years. Wow, Jesus! Yeah, but I still you're a better person than me. Well, no, it's not by choice, isn't it? Because I was I, I was co- coerced. I, I'd say, looking back after twenty years, I was coerced into being a vegetarian by my ex girlfriend. <laughs> And I've missed out on loads and loads and loads of fucking horrible lamb. Donna meat. Uh, I crave Donna meat. I really do. Why don't you go back? Why don't you just start eating meat again? Um, that, uh, because uh, it becomes a habit and habits can last a lifetime. And it, that's what it's become. Um, and because in my head for such a long time and to, to, to this day, I, I don't agree with the way... I don't, You've done the right thing, man. I don't, I don't, I don't think industrial meat production is a good thing for the planet or a good thing for the animals that are, that, that serve us. But um, yeah, but but it's just they, one. They of the, do taste nice. Yeah, I'm sure they do. I'm sure they do. But I, you, I, you uh, when you when you um, sat around the dinner table yeah. with uh, the family, like, is there a like a one percent of you thinking I'm I'm better than you? No, I am. I am a better human than you. No, mo- most of the time I'm thinking, "Fuck." Um, you know, there's. I was watching. I, I watch a lot of TikTok these days. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. Have you noticed? And yeah. uh, <laughs> and um, uh, I, I keep sending Ollie um, pictures of burgers that I'd love to eat. And oh, early, earlier when we were on the sofa, she was like, "For someone who doesn't eat meat, you send me a lot of stuff about burger patties and the best ways to do them and stuff." Living vicariously through her, but I, I think um, the, the the one time and it happened in the last year or two where I realised I could never eat meat was when um, I cooked a spaghetti bolognese or I cooked a uh, like a yeah bolognese for I had two I had my one and I had the one for the rest of the family and um, but when you you just instinctively tasting right just does it have enough salt is it, is it seasoned properly is it tasting right and you have to taste it. And instinctually, I just went with a spoon into the meat and just whacked it in my gob, and I nearly puked my guts up. It was just it, uh, the only thing I could say it tasted like. And this isn't someone who, who I, I don't, I'm not evangelical about eating meat. Like everyone should just do whatever they want to do, and I'm not going to judge anyone. But it tasted like the smell of a butcher's. That's 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 the only thing I could taste. Oh yeah, that's um, your body's not used to it at all, isn't it, man? It's yeah, just I, 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 everything it took everything not to be sick, but um, you know, whatever. Anyway, this is the Fine Cop Podcast episode, uh, an episode in season eleven, joined by Ricky and Spooky. How you doing, boys? Yeah, good, man. You? Yeah, all good, man. I knew, do you know what? I knew you'd hit record because we were talking about meat, and then I was. You know, there was so much that was just about to roll off my tongue, and then I just knew, I knew what you were doing, that you sneak. I just thought it was good good chat to start the podcast. No, it was good chat, no, it was good chat, no, it was good chat. Um, This has been the first episode we've been able to talk about Spurs, and not around a defeat or around a bad performance, we've to just talk about Spurs in a positive way, and I know there are, you know, there's storylines, and there's cracks that are being papered over, and there's all the things that we're going to go through in the next hour or so. But um, I want to start with Hummin Son because he, that, regardless of what's happening at the moment, Hummin Son is something we should celebrate right now. I love him. I, I love, love him. I love him. And, and, and uh, we had a question. Oh, fuck, I'm going to get my phone out. How much do you love him before I ask the question? Uh, he he is Tottenham, man. He is us. He gets us. And it isn't. It's, you know, some some footballers... They kind of self-promote themselves as, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm Mr. Tottenham Hotspur, or I understand the, the, the club. He just gets it in his heart. You can see it on his face. You can see how passionate he is. It's just he's a sincere human being. Are you, and, are and you indirecting Harry Kane there? You, well, I was about I, to say. Do you know? Do you know what I think? Yes, I am. I guess I am. I, I, I think. I think. Um, 
like there, there's been this subtle passing of the torch, like, yeah. like no no word spoken, but yeah. it's happening. Where you know Kane used to be the guy. <clears throat> Excuse me, that um, just grab the. Uh... <laughs> I just imagined an imaginary dick just flying into your mouth, then Rick. <laughs> 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 it's all, it's all, that, all that meat chat at the beginning I just couldn't help myself <laughs> um, <laughs> I'll get I'll try I'll try and finish my point like where Kane used to uh, grab the ball by the horns and take the game by the scruff of the neck um, and try used to try it and do it all himself but um I see less and less of that appetite and more and more of it is coming from Son, who is the driving force within the game. And then obviously when he's scoring, he's like uh, gesturing to to the crowd and getting them pumped up and pointing on the cockerel on the shirt. And he just, he just, you know, he, he's got that appetite and that it's like, he really does care. And if I just, and I think with Kane where he was a bit like that, I think it's just it's dialing down a bit, and with Son, it's got it's gone up a bit. So. I think it was the moment in the summer where Son signed the new contract and talked about how gratefully he has been to Tottenham to give him the platform to play at the highest level, and and you know all, all of the opportunities he's got, and he's paid us back in in spades. And so has Kane, to be fair. But where the, the narrative around Kane was that I want out for Son, it was I want in. I'm here. Yeah. This is my this is my club. I'm here to do everything I can. And you've seen in his reactions, so first these performances and the one against Villa was incredible. It was one of his best and he's, he didn't even score. I think he assisted one. I, I, I want to say he assisted Hoybier, but I can't remember. I don't know where that ball came across. It probably wasn't from Son. I, but... think, he, I think it was yeah, it was. Yeah. It was. So yeah. he's got two assists, right? So if he isn't scoring, he's assisting. He's doing his thing for the team. Um, but he's like, it's above and beyond his performances it's like when we talked about Kane where he it was he was doing everything and he was scoring so Hummin Son's doing the same but he's also demonstrating the most amount of passion I go back to that goal we scored against Arsenal where he was it was almost like he was trying to he was geeing the crowd up and he did it again mm. against Villa mm. and he was geeing his players up he, he, he you know he, he, the, the players that are around him and when you've got someone as good as he is who believes in what Tottenham is about in a season that's already become quite difficult. That's why everyone's talking about him with such, you know, in such a, a positive way. Uh, we got we got a, a question from. Um, well, it's not. A, it's a statement actually. I oh, know it is a question. Sorry, <laughs> the boy Ricky G. He says the boy is from the other side of the world and he just gets it, doesn't he? And that's what it feels like, Spook. He just seems to just get it like, in the same way that he, we he... get it. Yeah, exactly. He, I think he, he knows his place and he, and he has respect for the club and he knows that he actually, he's playing like a player that realises that um, a legacy matters more than perhaps chasing a, a, a dream and, and cutting corners to, to join one of the elite to, to guarantee silverware. Like you saw it in the cup final last season, he was, he was crying his eyes out you know, at the end of the game. He wants to win something for Tottenham. Yeah. But he's willing to persist with that at Tottenham because he knows it will mean more to us and him if he achieves that and that's what we believed Harry Kane was we thought Harry Kane was this personification of um, how much of a, a kind of accidental football club we are you know Harry Kane comes out of nowhere turns into one of the greatest goal scorers we've ever had and and in, in he's kind of the personification of what it means to be Tottenham in, in that you know, you know, we can challenge and contend, even though we're never expected to do that. But that's eroded, that's faded, it's degraded, and you can see it in Kane. You, I've said this before. We we kind of championed Levy for keeping him, and now I'm thinking, fuck, we should have just got rid of him because he's he's mentally as much as he is this this ultimate professional, he has lost something in the summer. He's a little bit bitter, no doubt. He doesn't want to be here. He's the complete opposite of what you're getting from Son. You're getting this positive buzz and energy from Son. With Kane, he's half the time he's on the floor. You know, he's getting fouled, he's getting pushed over. In moments, he has that quality touch and vision, and you think, "Fuck, man, he really is a, a world class player." But he is he is yet 
to wake up I'm... in this season. You know, he's yet to come alive, and he probably will. We never write him off. We know not to write him off. Of course he will. Of course he will. I, I, I'm going to defend him here because I feel like because we, the, the you know we started this conversation about Son and comparing him to Harry Kane. And Harry Kane, the, the mirror is being held up by him and son to Harry Kane. And then, and, and by proxy, we're judging Harry Kane because of it. And, and, and all of the stuff that went on in the summer as well, we're looking to him and go, are you going to give us everything that you did previously, even though probably deep down you don't want to be here and you feel like you've been lied to or mistreated in some strange way that a you know, very privileged person could be. But it, 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 I, I do think that he was... While that wasn't his best game, I felt like he had a good game. And it was just you saw Son's industry, his yeah. willingness to run, and, and his influence on the game. Because fundamentally, you can be as industrious and as hardworking as, and full of quality historically as you want. But if you don't have an impact on the game, it means nothing. And Hummin Son's impact on that game was comparable, I would say, to sort of Beckham-esque, Harry Kane-esque, previously where he was the man and he's stepping up to become the man that's that's what it feels like to me he's yeah. he's becoming our guy um we had a question from uh connor uh he says son is the uh son is the top five best players in the club has ever employed son is top wow. five best players in the club we've ever employed i will die on this hill Connor dies on Connor dies on a lot of hills. We know Connor. He he does. Uh, he, he you know he nails his colours to the mast. Um, what what he stood me up yesterday? Sorry, he stood me up yesterday. I was in Beaver Town in, inside the stadium, and and I said, yeah, I'm I'm with the I'm with Ricky and T. <laughs> Come over, Didn't uh, and he said, oh, I'm here, and I'm like, well, okay, I'm I'm by the bar, and he said, I'm by the bar. This is by text message. Yeah. And I said, "Well, come and find me." He goes, "I don't know what you look like." Said, well, <laughs> oh, you that, know what Ricky looks. That's, that's a you part. Look, look, if you if you can't be bothered to come and find the goat, you know what I mean. I'm standing there with yeah, people. Yeah, yeah. Just gravitate towards the goat, and and so yeah. So, um, Rick, are we Connor, Maybe we, next time, yeah. Yeah, Connor. I mean, you know, you do, like this is dear Mister dear Mister Levy, right? This is the guy <laughs> before the guy. This is the guy behind the guy. Um, so, so... <laughs> Top uh, best five players. That's a big shout, though, man, isn't it? Like we've that had is, some I mean, players. Ever, ever would say that Connor is probably and then you know drunk, drunk but also um, you know in his experience would probably be the best way to describe it. Um, in his experience, and I think Connor's like mid twenties, something like that. So in in that actually. But to be fair, Flav, you're quite right because he, I could say my experience. I, I'd probably put Son in, in in the top five with Kane. Well, there you go. That's that's a great in, show, in, in my lifetime because because otherwise you're talking about players that we never actually watched with our own eyes, or maybe okay. like with, with players like Glenn Hoddle, kind of caught the back end of that, you know, in the eighties. So, so all right, yeah. in, in, in your top five, then who's your top yeah, five? Maybe who, who, who are they? Then? Oh, fuck, don't put me on the spot. Like I that, am. Man. I am going to. I'm going to do that. I don't right. know. Then I, I guess Kane, Son, Bale, um, Mod- Modric. Modric, Gascoigne. You saw him play. Oh my god! Fuck, this is hard. Berbatov. Well, I put Gascoigne above Berbatov, but now I'm I'm missing out Sheringham, who is also quality. Yeah, I, I, um, we've had some great players. Yeah, we definitely have. Though. We've been spoiled. Yeah, we have. Uh, Ricky, what, what you, you know, thinking about where Huminson came from when we bought him for twenty-two million pound from Leverkusen, and you was like, I just don't rate Asian players. It's just something about my just don't rate. And I remember you saying that specifically to me on a, on a night out. And no, uh... I, I said East Asian because I'm Southern Asian. You rate you rate you rate Southern Asian over East Asian players. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> my heritage That's how I've got a lie I've got to back it no fair play but, that is a lie I just made it up but it, it, you know he came from um, you know, Leverkusen we didn't know anything about him when we signed I'd never heard of him I've got to be honest I don't think and do he, you remember when uh, the club put him up as a striker and everyone lost their shit because yeah. they, they, they saw it as Levy propaganda well, Poch, like, Poch said that he could play up top Poch said he could yeah. play up top yeah well there you go what happened history man 
he's, he's, he's shut everyone up. It's fucking magic. And I think what he does, and that's another thing about him, Ricky, is that when Harry Kane isn't available, he steps up over and over again. He got us practically through that that game. Well, no, he did through through the games against Manchester City in the quarterfinal of Champions League. It was him. It was his goals that got us through. Um, yeah, just he's got to be up there, Rick, in terms of signings and how impressive he's been. And if he hadn't signed that contract and we were looking to sell him, he's another hundred million pound player that that we've got. Yeah, I mean, uh, like it was a, it was quite interesting actually. When you were saying earlier, like within our lifetime of watching Spurs, he is definitely in that top five overall. You know, I can't really comment on. You know, I didn't see Glenn Hoddle play, but you know, from from what everyone says. Uh, watching him in the flesh, he, you know, he's the greatest. So, so it's hard for me to to judge on uh, Tottenham's history. But with with Son, uh, and, my, and since I've been watching Spurs, he is, you know, he's well up there. And yesterday as well, I just like I was saying, like his 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 um, his motivation and hunger to to get forward. Um, to beat players and to be that guy, and he's the one that's like taking that accountability now as the as the person to to drag the team through these games and, and lead kind of by example. It just felt like as well, like normally you'd it's you would have look at a team like Kane is Kane's the focal point. He's the one playing up front. But it felt a hell of a lot like Son was uh, was ahead of him or at least level with him, um, and he was just I don't know he he just was making himself available in, in every opportunity. And when, I know you were saying at the beginning as well, like um, you were you were sticking up for Kane, which is fair enough. But there, there were times where I think that the ball would go back to the keeper and, and Kane could have chased it down. Um, and he was, but he was quite close and he just didn't. He, like either he did and it was half-hearted or mm. he just didn't. Or the, there was a ball miscontrolled by a defender and normally Kane would gobble up those opportunities and be harassing to get that ball. Um, and he didn't do that. What, what did but Son un- did. And then Son, Son won the ball, I think. Um, and then and then threaded it to uh Hoybier, who who scored. And it was it was um it was just that kind of that that appetite that I, I can really see it in Son, like just wanting to go for it and show how good he is. Um and you know, and what and what uh Speaky said earlier, like, you know, you'd be an idiot to write Kane off, and I'm not writing him off at all, but it's just saying what you see and how everything's being played at the moment, and I've got no doubt that Kane will probably come roaring back into it. But, I mean, um, eventually he's got to accept his situation, and, if, and it may be we're just being harsh. You know, he doesn't start the season really well, typically. He has still bagged, I don't know, he's got six, seven goals already this year, so it's not like, I know, in minor competitions and whatnot, but... It, Regardless of what where we're at with Kane, you know how we feel about him. Eventually, he'll get into his stride because he's not going to want to spend the entire season sulking. It's not, and that might not be the case. Maybe he's just not 100 percent fit, or he's not. It's the ball isn't falling for him, and he had a couple of shots snatched that you just think previously you'd hit the target there. There was an excellent chance for him where he he sort of gave the keeper the eyes and went down the near post, and that could, have, you know, we've seen that go in so many times from him. I, I, yeah. um, I, I just feel like with Son playing that well, that, that would be infectious to Harry Kane. And he'll know that instinctually, regardless of his feelings, that he's just going to want to be in that zone and want to be playing with someone who's up for it. And that will take over from any misgivings that he has from the football club, I think. Fucking uh, better. Fucking better, <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> final thing on Son. Uh, Rebecca is sad. That's a Rebecca on uh, Twitter. She always comes in with the very best questions that we get. I love Rebecca. I'm really uh, grateful. Every time I see a, a, a profile picture and her name, I think this question's going to be good or sick. But he, oh, she asked, rather, uh, would you let Son have a go on your mum if it meant he stayed forever? You gotta think that through, though, boys. Spook, your mum has been married to your dad for what? Fifty years. I would have said seventy, but fifty. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not that fucking old, for fuck's sake. <laughs> fifty years. Uh, <laughs> I mean, Rick, your no, your mum has a, your mum has no. your mum has a partner, doesn't, doesn't doesn't she? Yeah, she does. Yeah. 
Um, what would the fallout well, I mean, be? The, what, what, would, what would the fallout be, Rick? If 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 you said, all right, I'll, I'll, all right, I'll do it, and then your mum and Hummins on hook up. <laughs> What would, what would the fallout be? Like, would, would everyone understand? Because, you know, you want Hummingson to stay at Spurs forever. And your mum would be like, does she watch football? She's probably not that interested in Spurs, right? No, no, not really. So, no. there, so there is a, there's a man appearing at the door and he's knocking on the door and he says, hello, Mrs. Uh, Ricky. Yeah. <laughs> 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 uh, uh, I'm going to stay at Spurs forever, but this is my reward. You're my reward. Is that something you could get on board with? I mean, thinking thinking about it, like he's just signed a new contract, so he's going to be at Spurs anyway until he's he's old and he'll yeah. have regressed anyway. So I wouldn't need to sign that contract or, or deal with that. But uh, my mum has been with a fella for, for years, and he is a lovely guy. I mean, a bloody lovely guy. And I'm sure he would welcome Son into the house. Yeah. Maybe cheer Son on. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. So, it, so wow. how long? How long? How long have they been together, Rick? Are you talking like twenty years or that, that long? Um. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Twenty plus years, I'd say. I think at that point, after twenty years, you're experimenting anyway. I think this might be a plus for both of them. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think it might be. You know. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe I should write to Tottenham or something, see if I can get something going. Hello, my name's, my name's Ricky. I, uh, I, you might have heard of the Fighting Cop podcast. All right, I've got a proposition for Huminson. Can you just pass this on to him, right? I'm going to let him have a go on my mum whenever he wants. The husband won't mind. In fact, he might get involved. Is this something that convinced him to never leave Spurs? Spook, um, it, it, Ricky made a great point there, is that he's signed a contract. He's coming close to 30 now. He's the type of player that probably... He might not last another four years at the top level he may do but because of his speed and his, his agility those players tend to age quicker than someone like Hoybier might um yeah what is he by signing this four-year deal presuming there isn't a clause in there that's going to come back and sting every word we've just said um in, in, next year this it feels like his final club at the very top level and this he's a that's, that's exactly why he resonates so much. You, you can you can see it. You can you can just you know that he he's happy here and he doesn't want, or, or rather, he's got everything he wants already, mm. and probably wants to win something for Tottenham. And can you imagine he actually did that? How how far he would cement his legacy in in in, in our memories and our heritage? Um, because it just goes back to meaning being meaningful, like. Kane doesn't want to win anything meaningful. He just wants to stroll into a football club that can win things more or less at a canter. And he might argue, well, that's what my talent's worth. But Son's talent is worth an equal amount. And no one's come in for him, which is really interesting. I'm not sure. I don't know why. There's never been any stories about anyone wanting to bid it's for Son. Kind of felt like Ericsson. He just felt like he was never going to go unless we wanted him to. Yeah, yeah. It's just, it's just a. I mean, it's a good scenario. Yeah, well, absolutely, it yeah. doesn't happen. But maybe it's just like one of those, <laughs> one of those players that just for some reason goes under the radar a little bit. Um, but it's not like pundits and other, and other uh, fan bases don't know how good he is. And how he's terrorised certain football clubs. Do you know, he's he, he's a top top player. And I think again, it's just one of those strange things that he wants to stay. He's not like the rest. Every other top fucking player has wanted out because they've, they've seen the riches and they've gone and got the riches. You can't, you know, <coughs> bang on about Bale <coughs> making a mistake at the time. We were all saying you should stay, stay at Tottenham. Won four Champions Leagues. But yeah. obviously, he's more career-driven in that way. The same way with Kane. Kane obsesses too much with... Um, I guess he wants to match his hero, Brady, in it, who's got all the rings for uh, as an NFL quarterback. Yeah, quarter but didn't, didn't, he, didn't he win them all at the club that sort of made him? Patriots, is it Patriots? Yeah, do you know what? I don't know enough about it, but yeah, but then he, he he's, he's kind of gone to another team and won something as well. So, like, we, sounds it's like a bad a analogy. Sounds like a fucking prick. <laughs> sounds like a right The prick. thing is, yeah. I, I think I think Kane is um, he's a, he's just a completely different personality uh, to Son. Completely different. I can never see, I mean, famous last words, 
I can't see Son doing the dirty on Tottenham. I well, can't. We'll see. And um, I've actually changed my mind now. You can have a go with my mum and, and my dad. You can yeah. actually have a go with me as well. To, to, to be fair. <laughs> I'll just all fucking keeping the family, just everyone together. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't, it doesn't strike me as man as any holes a goal. I think you, you give given quality. You can't just say, oh, have a go with me as well because I have an anus. <laughs> well, maybe, maybe like I want to experiment as well, you know, I'm at that age. So, yeah, but you're not playing for Spurs. You don't get to choose here. You're just the, hey. you're the orifice. You're the receiver. <laughs> <laughs> you can't say maybe I want something. No, it's not like that. You haven't done anything. <laughs> you could, you could. I suppose you could talk about dear Mister Levy and that. And yeah, maybe there that, you go. There's the hook. Maybe that will, um, you know, get him, get him through the door, so to speak. Um, <laughs> um, Manny responds to Rebecca's question, saying, "Honestly, think he'll be staying forever." With that being said, I would be honoured to let him have a go on my mum. Uh, so we can't do this podcast without talking about Nuno. Mm. Because it was it was much improved. Like you know, we, we saw for so long how blunt we were in attack, and we got the players to cause all kinds of problems. But we were blunt. We bottom of the chances created, um, four key passes or something like that, and shots on goal and all that. We had seventeen in this game, which was a massive difference. We saw in the first half against Chelsea, who could well go on to win the. Um, the Premier League and who are the Champions League, the you know Champions of England, uh, Europe. Um, we had a good performance against them, but they, you know, they were they're Chelsea. They're this. They're something we strive to be. As, as sick as that makes me say, uh, makes me uh, makes me feel. And um, and then we obviously lost against Arsenal, which was the biggest kicker because we should have been better. And then the game against Palace, while well, while we should never have lost three nil. There were mitigating circumstances. So what I'm asking you, and this is not what I believe here, it's just playing devil's advocate, Rick. Does this win mean more for Nuno than a normal three points normally would for any other manager? Um, I'm going to go with yes, it does. <clears throat> Simply because... Um, the vast majority of our our games that, and throughout the ninety minutes we've been playing four three three, and on Sunday we were set up at four two three one, and by going back to that formation that all the players know very well and played under it under Mourinho and Poch, and it just showed that our um, our attacking intent and also where um, we had kind of two sitting midfielders in Hoybier and Skip that they were able to to cover the defence and uh, pick up any balls and progress it onto Tangi and, and then he was able to drive up the pitch. So I think for him where you have people that are I mean I can't really can't really label him as to say, oh like he's he's stubborn like Mourinho uh, even though they that's the same kind of philosophy that, that they play um, counter-attacking football, um, low block or, or, or mid to low block. But for him personally, because he has changed it and it's kind of like, okay, we'll we'll give it a go. Um, and he's changed that personnel a bit that we have got the result. And not only have we got the result that we were a, a lot more attacking and by all means, like we are, you know, we're well happy at the moment. Everyone watched match of the day we all got a massive smile on our faces, but we're not stupid enough to be like, right, Tottenham are back. There, we we created loads yesterday, but with a little bit more fine tuning and more consistency of the players playing in those uh, playing in those positions, like Tangy in, in ten, and um, get those that get that run of games, that confidence, that rhythm. There was a couple of times where. Uh, Tangy had the ball and, and he had put it through to Kane, but the um, the kind of uh, what you call it the the weight of the ball. Yeah, the weight of the ball. Thank you, speak. The weight of the ball. It was just a little bit behind Kane. There was a couple of times where Kane went to run. Uh, he ran away from the ball, but it just wasn't quick enough. So the defender got there, and then there was times where Kane should have gone to the ball, um, or he wanted it placed 
in a different area, but they'll get there, man. They'll get there. But it was really important that uh, the chemistry and the thought process in attacking wise that you could see that they were trying to do something. They were actually it. It wasn't like a hopeless performance of I don't know what to do. Just just give it to Sonny and hopefully he runs yeah. and 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 scores. You could actually see that they they were were, were trying to. Um, progressed the ball forward and that they were actually trying to um like i saw uh, uh rail doing quite a few overlaps on the right as well and getting the ball in and it was just it felt more attacking and though we uh we should have done a lot better with those opportunities and we could have had you know three four five goals uh but we'll get there man we're just we're just waiting to get till it all clicks into place so i think it was a really um, really yeah. huge game for for Nuno and getting those three points, and it just wasn't just an ordinary three points. Uh, yeah, I'd, I'd agree with you as well. It just felt like there was this was the kind of game that it felt like we wanted to do something, we wanted to win, we wanted to push forward and create opportunities, and that's what we saw. And uh, Aston Villa are no mugs; they're a good team, and it was just encouraging to see that because I wasn't full of confidence going into that game. But where are you at, um, Spook, with Nuno? currently do you take uh, much from that performance do you yeah do you, I, I, well i mean what if look, we, what if we beat newcastle if we beat newcastle when they're like they're struggling if we beat them there's five wins out of eight <laughs> is... yeah i know i know it's it's it doesn't it doesn't kind of align to the the whole narrative when you look at the table i remember saying West something similar with jose Mourinho. i remember saying something similar with that with jose Mourinho as well to be fair so not... Yeah, I mean, we shouldn't we shouldn't be talking about this game meaning more than it should at this stage in the season. But that's what we do as a football club, and that's what we do as a, as a fan base. And yeah, there's been plenty of conversations and comparisons to Pochettino's early uh, uh, set of games. I think he lost to West Brom and maybe Newcastle um, early, early doors well, in these first Nuno 10 has games. More, more more points than uh, Poch did in his first. Yeah, and I know there's. I mean, it doesn't mean anything. I know you can't compare. You can't exactly. You can't compare, and 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 also, it's not so much. It's not so much about the results. It's just what we've seen so far, and 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 when you take into account the managers that we wanted to bring in before we appointed Nuno, but but just based on the football, you wanted to see a reaction, and and I think the players gave a reaction. There was no, there's no doubt it was untidy. Like Ricky said, some of the passing was a little bit off. Sometimes early on in the game, it felt like the, the first touch, second touch, the winning the second ball, it all felt a little bit... It didn't feel like there was fluidity, you know, we individually and collectively, but they still pulled it together and they, we resembled a football team because we had a defence, a midfield and an, an attack. They actually worked for each other. So all the, all the parts seemed to, to work. You could argue it felt like a first game of the season. So... Maybe we've all gone overboard. We've all exaggerated everything. That things will be okay. That that he once he's got the, the players playing consistently, that they do bind together and we do improve and we defend better and therefore the midfield gets stronger and then Kane starts to hit form and then suddenly it makes a mockery of of everything that we've said beforehand, which is you know the way football fans <laughs> tend to react when things aren't going their way. They want change. Um, however, that's all theoretical, and I am living one game at a time at the moment, and it's I'm I'm rooting for him. I don't think he's the right guy. I think he is a caretaker manager. I think he might know that, but you still want him to do something good because it means we we get to see good football and we've got the players. Absolutely, no shadow of a doubt, we have the players to finish in fifth spot. And, and and be prepared potentially to, to grab fourth if other teams kind of start fluxing a little bit and, 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 and lose form. I know I'm looking way ahead when we're not even winning games consistently at the minute. But my point is things change quickly in football. Um, so far this season, we've had very little of everything. And that, that falls on Nuno's shoulders. And maybe it is because players have been injured and, and, and whatever else, an international break, covid bullshit and all the other little story arcs have been playing out maybe it all does come together and then we still play a bit pragmatically but still with that kind of offensive edge um that's far more entertaining uh, than anything Mourinho could dish out so the fingers crossed man is this i'm just 
happy that we won and we played well enough um, for us to come away and not and, and be talking about the positives uh, rather than maybe sort of anchoring ourselves to to negatives <laughs> as we've been doing for the best part of this well, season. When, when we win, we can talk about the positives, and when we lose, we have to acknowledge yeah, the failures. Yeah, I know it's standard. Yeah, I, I, mean, I don't get, I really don't get after you've won a game, regardless of the reality of the situation, Nuno isn't going to be our Lord and Saviour. He's not going to be a, he's not going to go down in the annals of history of Tottenham Hotspur as someone that can be compared with Pochettino or Birkenshaw. It's not, it's not going to happen. But if we win a game, it's like, it's all right to just be positive about him. It really is, I think. Um, someone actually sent us a question. I've, I've, I've missed your name there. Sorry, mate. But he said, uh, Ranieri is available and looks like he's going to Watford. Um, would you swap him for Nuno right now, Rick? Fuck no. <laughs> no, nah. wouldn't, would no, you? No, because no. It's, it's, that's the thing. It's not, it, would, it wouldn't make any fucking difference. He's not going to do another Leicester. No. Maybe he would. Maybe we're the idiots. Maybe he would. <laughs> Talking about uh, positivity as well and... I just want to say shout out to uh, Skippy and Dyer yesterday. I've been bashing them on, not mad bashing them on Twitter, but um, that you know I, I've opted them out of my starting eleven, and they played great yesterday. Yeah, they, did, they, yeah. they, they they were really absolutely solid. The the little bits where you just don't like I was saying again um, about the the kind of hunger of players and where there were balls where. You know when a ball hits two players and it, and it spins up and there's two two players that are jostling for it to get their head on it first. Mm. Sometimes you can just you can just you know shy away from that. But Dyer, you know, was hanging in the air, got got a tiny touch to it of his nut, got the ball away. Those little things where the ball just slightly comes off a player, miscontrols it, and you manage to get your toe on it and it goes out for a throw in. Whatever it might be, you just do those little bits. And you push yourself to make sure you get to the ball first. And Dyer did that yesterday, and Skip was exactly the same. And like there, there were other players as well. Like I, th- I thought Reggie had a good game, but, uh, and I, th- I thought uh, Romero also was, was exactly the same. But because I have uh, coated off Dyer previously, uh, and I, you know, wasn't full of praise of Skip, um, I just want to say like fair play, man. Fucking great game yesterday. I thought he was going to apologise to him directly. Then I thought. Absolutely not. No, <laughs> no they um, Dyer has been get there. There has been ebbs and flows in these performances at Spurs and these opinion that that Spurs fans have of, of him. But I, I agree with you completely, Ricky. He was he was very good, very very good. And he might some might argue that he was at fault for their goal because the ball got played across him. But fucking the, the best centre backs in the world can see goals like that all the time. Just we, we may we may have a. a predetermined idea of what Dyer is capable of this season but what I've seen by and large is a player that hasn't let us down and has stood up Rick like what you're saying in terms of getting that second ball and um, he's never not going to give everything he may have limitations as a centre-back but we've given more plaudits to players that are less deserving than uh, than than Derek Dyer so you know he when he when his names read out in the team sheet, I'm not disappointed. And when I saw him against uh, paired up with Romero, I also thought absolutely no issue at all. I feel comfortable with that. But skips a different thing altogether because I've gone from looking at him and I keep doing this with young players and I I, I feel like this with Dane Scarlett. Right, it's not good enough. Not fucking good enough. Instead of just letting these players fucking develop at a normal rate. And just seeing, just see where they go. It doesn't matter if you feel he's not good enough. Let's just see where they go. And I'm talking to myself. See where they go. Just wait and see. What difference does it make? You're you're going to write him off in your own egotistical little world where you think you know everything and about Tottenham and, and and their players and you know nothing. Just see what happens to Dane Scarlett. And the same thing with Skip. I think he seems so comfortable at this level now. He looks so comfortable, which isn't anywhere near the player I saw against Palace. I think it would have been towards the end of Pochettino's time where I thought, this kid's not good enough. He's not good enough. He's not good enough. He's not good enough right now. But, you know, two or three years down the line, I have no issue with him starting at all. In fact, I'm I'm glad to see him in there. Spoke Anything to add there? 
No, you covered it, man. I completely agree. You know what I'm like when when it comes to youth players. Um, okay, sometimes you you know if someone might not be good enough. Jamie O'Hara, uh, Livermore, but but we gave them plenty of opportunity, and I don't think Skipper's had that amount of time um, at Spurs uh, so far. And I think people that are uh, kind of negative towards him, thinking that he's you know he's suited for the Championship more than the Premier League. How do you know that? Well, I mean, he's like, had he's had what, how how many <coughs> he's had maybe ten starts for Spurs, I'd say. Yeah, like not yeah. including su- sub appearances, you'd have him in there ahead of Winks all day, and Winks has had ample opportunity to yeah. play. Himself it's about the team as well. If the team's if the team is is a functioning unit, if the team is working, these players are going to play better. Like it's just just a basic fundamentals. Like if you're going to put a kid in in the team where the midfield is just completely pulled to pieces because of tactics and positioning and it's just not balanced, he's going to be showing up. Obviously, for Skip, he came on uh, at the Emirates, which was to an advantage, really, because he kind of proved immediately how much we actually needed him to start the game rather than come on to, to for damage uh, limitation in the second half. Um, so, yeah, Team Skip, definitely for, for now. You, you want to see youth players succeed man mm. why would you not after what Kane's done for the club we had a question from Jacob Pearden uh, it was confusing to me because I don't understand how he could watch that performance and think well, well think to ask this question but he asks uh, have you given up on Ndombele I've had enough of him no passion or effort I, I'm not I'm not going to react to that question yeah, I want to hear what you guys think. Rick, what what, what did you think of his performance? Uh, my dad was uh, <laughs> dis- displeased with uh, with his performance. Right, well, why uh, might that be? Um, because we won't. We yeah, we just won't go into it really. Okay, I um, I just uh, but when when my dad was like, he's not putting the effort in, he's not trying at that point there was a ball that um i think tangy um miscontrolled it slightly the ball ran away from him but if he would have put an extra few percent into his run to chase after that ball he could have blocked it or he could have got to it and he didn't do it and the defender just took the ball uh, and just cleared it and that's when i was like saying to my dad no he's putting the effort in. he's just a different type of player blah 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 start like, stop having a go and then he did that right in front of us. I was like, "For fuck's sake, give me something!" No, I, I get. But you know what? It's hard. It's hard uh, when when you're when you're like in in the stadium. It is difficult to see that sometimes because you're focusing on on you know you're just watching what happens with a ball in that moment, and then it, the narrative switches to whatever fucking players involved in the, in the ball. But there was multiple times where he was chasing down. It looked like he was blowing out of his ass, and he always looks like that. But he was pressing. He was pressing consistently. And it might not be effective press because that isn't his game, but he was doing what was asked of him. Yeah, and yeah totally. Th- there were bits in that game where, where certainly in the first sort of uh, 20, 20 minutes where Villa were on top and it felt like, oh shit, how is this going to be another bad one? Where he was just had that moment of quality where it was actually, no, we can play because we have Ndombele in midfield. Skip's going to do his job. Hobier's going to do his job. And as we saw, the more freedom that... Ndombele got in that first half um, but directly correlated to how well Spurs began to play and towards the end of the first half I was like really happy with, with that and a large part of that was Ndombele I think people have to forget forget that he's he, he cost 60 million forget what he's whatever storylines might exist around you know how he behaved in the summer and previously when he's on the pitch, he's a benefit to Spurs. To say I've given up on him is madness to me. Like, absolutely. Yeah. Like, if you're giving up on a player of that quality, but at the same time you go, oh, I want Spurs to be competing for the league, you're out of your mind. You don't get to compete for to compete for winning a title without players of his quality in your side. You got rid of him and played skip because you like him and he's all right and he's he runs hard and he, you know he, he he does his best within his skill set. When Ndombele's skill set is he, he, he casts an absolute dome over most pl- midfield players that he'll play against. 
So just give him the opportunity to show us how talented he is and don't just write him off right now like I've I done mean, with I, Harry Kane and Dane Scarlett. I per, Personally, yesterday, I, I don't think it was it was his greatest game, but I don't think it was awful by, by any stretch of the imagination. And I think he did some, some really good uh, positive things. And to be honest, like... Against, I don't know. We'll just say for for if he was sitting in that uh, midfield three, and then with Delhi as well, like against Arsenal, and they were, you know, they're more attacking players and were forwards. Then I, I would rather him lose the ball or try and do something different in that ten position, where it's where it's not going to be uh, as bad if if he loses it there than if he's playing further back and lose it in front of our. Um, centre backs and put us in a really uh, difficult position, but again, like I was like chatting to my dad and I was just saying, um, and he was saying, "Oh, he's our, our most expensive player," and like, Doesn't yeah, matter. he is. And from from my dad's kind of per, uh, perspective, it's like if you pay say sixty million for that talent, you you want to see that talent, and you expect it to be of a certain. Um, level, so you know, you know, yeah, certain level, and you and you and you kind of demand see it. And I was like saying, you know, you can see flashes of that and why we paid that money, but players don't do that for for ninety minutes. Like no, like only like like people like Messi do. But then I was saying, to, but then it kind of dawned on me as well, which you're gonna love this. Remember that guy Lamella? Remember how much I fucking had it in for him because he cost 30 mil? I expected him to be Bale and I just never gave him that time because even though he would do some great stuff, I just had it in my head, my own agenda, that he cost 30 mil and he wasn't Bale. Like, you've sold me a dud here. And people do have those things where they think because of the price paid, you expect, you know, it's kind of like you've bought your t- you've bought your ticket to... Uh, the game and you expect to see something and if it's not if it's not there then then you become irate and angry about it which some people obviously are but then I also said about um some people just have these like mercurial talents like like Berbatov you reckon Berbatov was running uh you know doing those double sessions under potch and smoking and at half time and all that that's exactly what I said to my dad I said that he was fucking smoking at half time but when you gave him the ball, magic fucking happened. And it's the same with Tangy. And, you know, I get it. I get where people are coming from. But um, I just think it's mad to to to, write, to totally write him off from, from now. I think things will get better. Well, nothing. Again, like I said, when, when they're on the, when Kane, Son and him um, are all on the same wavelength and that they are putting balls through and they know where each other wants the ball and stuff like that and they've had a consistent run of games, then uh, I think you'll really see his talent. Fundamentally, nothing good can happen from benching Ndombele and giving up on him right now. But, uh, what good can come from that, Spook? Oh, get, rid of, get rid, mate. Bad yeah, attitude. Get rid of him. I yeah. like him. <laughs> <laughs> nothing, nothing good. He's... Like if, he, if, if he's got a bad attitude and he hasn't, right? This isn't... like. He, I was joking, by the way. No, I, I made a, a, a joke on Twitter no, the other day about Deli Ali, and, and people actually thought I was being serious. It was like, can you not tell I'm being sarcastic? Yeah. Um, but I'm just saying, it's, it's, not, it's not. Sorry, go. No, I just saying, it's, it's not like it's if if there are challenges with Ndombele that aren't directly to what he does on the pitch, then it's your job as a, a club that has spent the money we've spent on him, and that's nothing to do with him, by the way. What we spend on him, the £60 million we spend on Ndombele getting through the door, record transfer fees, not on him at all. It's between two companies that are negotiating over an asset, the asset of which has no control over the value at all. So for, for as a fan, I'm not digging your dad out here, mate. It's, it, everybody does it as well. Like, what a waste of money, all that sort of stuff. But it's not, it's not on Ndombele to, to deal with that. But it is on Ndombele to, mm. to, to match his... 200 grand a week wages that he's getting if, if the reports are correct it, the, and the I don't think is, he's not trying is, is what I'm saying I don't think he's not trying I don't think he's not no, giving effort yeah that's bullshit that doesn't mean anything in, in like this stuff this stuff about lazy not caring not not wanting to do well for Tottenham can't be asked, can't be bothered it's that, that, that's, that's just bullshit it doesn't 
compute in any way. They're just stupid remarks. And I welcome anyone to have a discussion with me about this because, you know, you can look at other players. I mean, we, we spoke about Berbatov, but if you look at the squad at the minute, if you look at Brian Hill when he comes on, okay. Now, people are saying he's not ready to start games because he will give you flashes of something. But with him, it seems to be more, um, you know, accommodating for the fan base to, to kind of get to support the kid because of the way that his flashes play out on the pitch. Because he's like a he's like a player that's got that kind of Modric Ginola type of swagger, and you know kind of chases every ball down. So people see that as being energetic. Um, his mannerisms are, are completely different to Endombele. I, I think people are just basing a lot of stuff on stereotypes. Because when you do then compare to the both players, now you might argue for sixty million quid, Endombele should be doing a lot more. And when, and if he's someone who he's meant to be starting every game, he should be more influential. That's fair enough. And Brian, obviously, you just expect an impact sub from him. But the the thing with Endombele is he he is a talent who doesn't really have a position in this team yet. We talk about him being a number ten, but maybe he isn't quite a number ten. But playing in midfield doesn't quite work when he has the responsibility of having to kind of track players. Playing him too deep works for Tottenham in that he gets the ball, glides with it, we don't lose possession, but then we miss out something in the final third because he's not there then, he's not there to then be able to play that decisive ball into Kane and, and kind of create something out of nothing. So we have to accommodate him. Do you think back to Glenn Hoddle? England should have built the team around him. They didn't. They just went for physicality and they went for different types of players because they did not understand that in this day and age, you cannot tell me that modern managers and modern football and modern supporters cannot see that he is a Tottenham player with the flair and the vision. He's got all the qualities that we love, but for some reason, for some reason, there's there's no... <sighs> There's no love for him. It's it's kind of like, I mean, my uncle would love Ricky's dad. I think those two would get on, right? Uh, because my uncle was like swearing and, and cursing Endombele seconds into the game when he was losing the ball. But other players were losing the ball and nothing was said. And it's because in his head, my uncle th- believes Endombele has got the talent to completely boss it, lead by example, if a player is that talented and he can he can see visionary balls, he should be able to fucking trap the ball, take the ball, and, and run off. But he had one of those games yesterday. He wasn't fantastic. You know, he didn't have uh, the ball didn't stick to his feet. Normally, it does. It's just one of those games, and yet he still kept us ticking. You know, in the right places, he still tried the the, the, the balls, and they didn't quite come off. And Kane wasn't on top of his game either. So it was. It was a strange Spurs performance. It was, it was good, but also lots of things to fix. But Endombele, if you've got a player of his quality, got he's got to be playing. He's got to start. You've got to find a way around fixing everything. It goes it, The same thing with Deli Alley. We have, a, we have completely ruined this kid. I don't give a fuck. Bang on about his bad attitude or his, this, that, all, the, all this other shit that, that seems to follow certain players about. You can bang on about that. But we are the ones... Perhaps that well, when Pochettino changed the way we played, and 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 Delhi, rather than use him as the player he was, we tried to adapt him. And at the time, I remember saying this will make him a better player. But I think he lost quite a lot in in that kind of transition, to the point where he's completely lost lost that spark because we are not playing him in the position that he's suited for. We bang on about not having strikers at the club. You know, if Kane gets injured, we're fucked. Well, we've got Son. If Son gets injured, we're fucked. Well, okay, we'll go through all the whole team now. But you've got Delhi, third best goal scorer, finisher at the club. Play him in an offensive position. Same with Endombele. Play these players to their strengths. Do not expect them to track back and do all this other shit. If your midfield is set up correctly, they will cover. They will do the donkey work for him and he can get on with doing what he's good at and it, it will only be beneficial it will only be beneficial tell me another player that we've got in the team now that can create those and see those passes we no longer have a Modric or an Eriksson but we, we we do have a player T said something you know, he's probably said it quite a few times maybe he's the right player at the wrong time you know it's the wrong Tottenham team 
you know, it's just one of those things where where he, he's going to have to leave the same way Delhi might have to leave to kind of rejuvenate uh, uh, he, he, his career. Maybe I'll be proved wrong. We'll all be proved wrong in the long term that it just will not work at Tottenham because it's just because he joined a, cl- a club at, the, at a time that was falling apart. And it's a, it's a club that still is in this weird place at the minute where we don't really know what we're going to get at the end of the season. So, so there's, there's a lot of things going on and it, and it affects all the players, but you know, it's, it's a cultural thing, man. We, people like scapegoating. And like you said, we've skipped people are like, no, made my mind up. Fuck it. I'm not changing my mind. He's shit. He's a championship player. Get, get rid. This is it. And And you, you just to finish on, you find that if you went through every player in the squad, they're all shit, and then we should get rid of all of them. And that's really not the reality. They're not fucking crap players. We have some elite players in our team. We have more than enough to to, to achieve good things. It's all on Nuno, though. Obviously, he's the well, team is, leader. He's the manager. But as you was talking now, there was uh, I read an article the other day, and I shared it with the boys about the um, you kind of the the value in being agnostic, which means to have to be somewhere in the middle, to not believe that a whole truth, or that, that depending on the, a certain person's opinion. And you've got a group of friends. One of them will say Emerson Royale is no good. We should never have taken him. And then another in the same friend group, who friendship group, who watched the same game will go, no, he was great. Same with Ndombele, great. And and the people are giving their opinions, really strong opinions. And when you listen to them, it's such strength and there's obvious value to what they believe. Because look how passionate they are about Ndombele's performances for Spurs. They must be right. And then the other guy's going, well, he's shit. And the other guy's going, no, he's fantastic. And then yeah. somewhere in the middle is the truth. And, that, and that's fundamentally we don't know do we we don't know and it, and it kind of spits in the face of every podcast that's ever been produced ever because it, all this is, is about opinions but let's just let's just sort of see what happens with Emerson Royale who I, I thought he was really really good against Villa one of our better players if if Hummin Son wasn't as imperious as he was there'd be several players out there that would have taken the man of the match and he was one of them um but yeah, we, we kind of find ourselves now where we're looking ahead at, at fixtures. We've got difficult ones. There are three away games, I think, in, in the Premier League, including an away trip to Burnley in the EFL. Newcastle, if you go up there and win, that's five out of eight for, Newcastle, uh, for, for Nuno. And you could argue why there were issues with the way we lost the other the three games. Um... I don't know. It's just it's just a weird one. I'm I'm just kind of sitting here hoping that we can put enough results together so that we don't have to make some mad decision and sack him and bring in, <laughs> either give it to Ryan Mason or bring in Eddie Howe or someone we don't really uh, want. Do you know what I mean? Rick, 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 do you, what, are you agreeing with that? Like just to just think like just get enough results. Just get, see a steady. Let's be in contention with the Europa Leagues or maybe even pushing Champions League football. That would be a dream. And then we can just we're in a power position then of choosing what we do next. If if this falls apart under Nuno and it might not given the performance against Villa, then um we would have to we'd have to act. I don't want to, that would be the worst kind of situation, I think, Rick. What do you think? Yeah, I mean um I mean if if you kind of like if you pull yourself away and look at it now, we're with how many games that we're, that that we've won, um, and how many points we've got, and we're not doing too badly. And if we win away at Newcastle, we we get you know I think we're we're four points off top Chelsea. Mm. Um, so it's not you know we're not a million miles away, uh, and from 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 everyone else. And yeah, at the beginning of the season, the performances weren't great, but we got the three points, um, which is all that matters at that time. And I think we've had a, a rocky few games rock a few weeks and like you were just saying if we are consistent and we grind out these results and we just steady the ship a bit then it gives us another platform it gives Nuno another platform to go forward with anything else that that he wants to do and I you know I certainly don't want to see the manager sacked and someone else come in and this merry-go-round of who's going to take over who's going to be caretaker and mm. all this other shit man I I like, I want to see, see the guy do goes, well yeah. 
And and I don't, like, honestly, like Spooky said, I don't believe Nuno is the guy. I don't think he is the guy to get us uh, into the top four. But at the moment, if we've got, um, <coughs> you know, Newcastle away, and I think we've got West Ham away, which is going to be yeah. really difficult game. But um, you know, if we if we continue the way that we played against Villa, then it's you know the, this um, this green shoots man coming through, and I just think we, we, we uh, that for me that gives me enough positivity to to feel uh, that we may have turned a corner in that attacking sense, but we just need to get be a bit more clinical, and people need to be on the same wavelength, and then I think we'll really start to see um, how well that these bunch of uh, players will do. But again, yeah, I mean. Nah, I just I, I I can't see I I can't see in any in any world where sacking Nuno now or the next couple of games would be, be a positive beneficial. Thing. Yeah, yeah, no, agree. All right, I think we'll, we'll end it there. Thank you so much, Spook and uh, Rick. Um, Enjoy it, man. Make sure that um, you check out Spooky's Patreon because you're doing lots of good stuff there. Lots of good Spurs stuff, Spook. I'm throwing yes, you, I am. throwing this at you right now because I forgot to do it earlier. Um, but you're. Um, you're producing spooky and purgatory spooky and purgatory on spooky uh, on spooky on, on patreon check it out all right nice one boys take care thank you bye, bye. it's the fight in it's the fight in clock it's the fight in it's the fight in clock a camel shut Sports Social Podcast Network. 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 Geico asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, Geico can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners' or renters' coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more, and Geico is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to geico.com or contact your local agent today. Sports Social Podcast Network. 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 Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.